0: Welcome to the Mighty Rip Podcast, hosted by Dave DeBah. As always, the Mighty Rip Podcast is coming to you live from the super plush Mighty Rip broadcast studios in the heart of Silicon Valley. Now, to the host that can't stop ripping on players, coaches, and bad front office management, Dave DeBah. Coming up on the Mighty RIP Pod, we dive deep into the National Basketball Association trade deadline, and I am rejoicing today as the Minnesota Timberwolves have finally done it and they've rid themselves of the disease that is Andrew Wiggins. Plus, we're going to take a deep look at last weekend's Super Bowl and discuss in detail... Why Kyle Shanahan completely failed the San Francisco 49ers. All of that, and trust me, a whole lot more coming up on today's Mighty Rip Pod. <laughs> okay, all right. So um, this is the very first podcast of the new Mighty Rip Pod. I am Dave DeBaw, and uh, super excited uh to be hosting this podcast now this podcast is almost and i and i preface the the word almost almost entirely focused on players coaches and front offices and we basically are going to analyze what the heck those members of the sporting world are thinking on a weekly, sometimes daily basis. And that is the sole premise of the Mighty Rip Pod. So make sure you subscribe uh, to the podcast. We will, of course, slip in some entertainment stories and talk about some other things as they pop up that are related to the world in, in general. But... Today, we begin with the National Basketball Association, (laughs) and and we're not going to start with the uh, Clint Compella 87-people trade that went down the day before. We are going to start with the news of the day. The biggest deal of the day has to go to the Detroit Pistons. That's right the Detroit Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers got together for some strange, bizarre reason. In fact, it baffles the mind (laughs) that the Detroit Pistons would trade Andrew Drummond for basically nothing. Here's what Detroit got for the league leader in rebounds. That's right. Now, if you didn't know Andrew Drummond averages just under 18 rebounds, excuse me, just under 16 rebounds a game for the Detroit Pistons. Anyway, so the Pistons, in exchange for a guy that's going to give you almost 16 rebounds a game, 18 points, they got Brandon Knight and John Henson. (laughs) I bet you you don't even know who John Henson is. I know I didn't even know who John Henson is. Turns out he was a top five pick in 2012. And Brandon Knight, you're still in the National Basketball Association. I really think that the entire Detroit Pistons organization has just been eyeing Brandon Knight. They're like, oh, we got to get we got to get Brandon Knight back. It was a mistake to ever let Brandon Knight go. So, in exchange for the most rebounds and 18 points a game, the Detroit Pistons got back a second round draft pick for a future draft pa- player to be named later and <laughs> Brandon Knight and John Henson. Now I ask you, is is does anybody in that Detroit Pistons front office deserve Any kind of bonus check this year? I'm just saying, you have the best rebounder in the game today. There are more teams than ever that think they have a shot at an an actual NBA ring. And the best you can do is trade him to the Cavaliers for next to nothing? An absolutely horrific trade. Now, on the other side, what is Cleveland thinking? Is Cleveland actually thinking that in 40 games or 30 games that remain in the National Basketball Association season that they're going to somehow be able to convince Andrew Drummond to remain with the Cleveland Cavaliers for some ungodly amount of money so he can continue to lose basketball games and never have a shot at winning a ring? It is ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. The fact that Cleveland gave up a second round pick, which they're going to lose this summer when when Andrew Drummond just simply walks out the door. Cleveland, bad move, giving up a draft pick, and you have no chance, zero chance, (laughs) zero chance to re-sign Andrew Drummond. What do you think Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson were thinking? (laughs) <laughs> it's like, well, Kevin Love hasn't seen a rebound since uh, uh, since 2014, so we know that. Uh, Tristan Thompson, on the other hand, is probably like, what What does this mean uh, to our team at all? Look, the 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 Cavs are 13 and 39. Detroit was a little bit better with 19 wins heading into this particular trade. I do not understand. What happened in Detroit? Did the Detroit organization and the GMs and the presidents and all the other people and player player uh, analysis team. And did, did they all just wake up this morning and say, we've got to move Drummond. Did they not put any thought into this? Was this just a we've just got to move them? Like, did they not realize this a month ago? And why wouldn't they start the process of trying to get more for the league's leader in rebounds? It makes no sense, Detroit, at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, so moving on, um, other trades of note <laughs> in your National Basketball Association. I think. I think maybe my um. And we'll we'll finish this off with the um uh the uh Andrew Wiggins trade because I have so much to say about that. <laughs> so so we'll finish this off with that. But I did see that Jordan Bell has been traded again. Uh this time he was traded to uh to Memphis. So he's been on three teams in a week. And it's uh it's amazing. But my other favorite trade has to be the Shabazz Napier uh trade. <laughs> the, the 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 Nuggets were able to trade for Shabazz, a former T-Wolf that got traded to the Washington Wizards just yesterday, was then traded to the Denver Nuggets today, and that right there set off LeBron James, who was trying desperately to get Shabazz Napier to the Lakers. <laughs> So what's he gonna do now? What's LeBron and the Lakers gonna do now? I don't know. They're they're gonna work out J.R. Smith. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't even know J.R. Smith still played basketball, let alone at an NBA caliber level. And it was always questionable whether or not he really did play at an NBA caliber level, other than in that one championship year that he had. With the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. So a lot of trades went down. uh, A lot of deals that just didn't make a lot of sense. Um, And if you missed it, Marcus Morris is now a member of the Los Angeles Clippers. And he is a really, really good basketball player. The biggest issue with Marcus Morris is when the ball hits his hands and he receives a pass the offenses tend to slow down. And if you're looking to have the kind of offense that's flowing, Marcus Morris is a flow killer. (laughs) But that being said, uh, still a really good acquisition uh, by the Clippers, who still haven't really put everything together yet. So I think at the very least in, you know, getting a guy that can give you a lot of minutes uh, when the rest of the sort of top-tier players are uh, taking days off, is a nice way of putting it. Um, (laughs) So when when the Terminator is actually taking a day off from playing basketball, and Paul George is taking a day off from playing basketball, they've got a guy that can give them basically 20 points a game and do it at a a fairly decent level. I'm not saying he's going to be great in the playoffs, but Marcus Morris can certainly help get you there and help rest some of your other stars along the way. Okay, so the news of the day. Um, And so since this is the first uh, Mighty Rip pod, I should give you a little bit of background information on myself. Now... I am originally from the great state of Minnesota, which means I am a Minnesota fan all the way through. Um, The women's basketball team at the University of Minnesota, I am a fan of. (laughs) Um, I am a fan, a huge Minnesota Viking fan, Twins, I hate to say it, Wild, and T-Wolf fan. However, I ended up growing up in Southern California And when I was in Southern California, the T-Wolves didn't exist. And I had two choices at the time. And this is like mid-80s. I had two choices at the time. I could become a Clipper fan or I could become a Laker fan. And it was an easy, easy choice for me at the time. So I've been a lifelong Los Angeles Laker fan. The Clippers don't annoy me. But I've been a lifelong Los Angeles Lakers fan. And when the T-Wolves started, I became a lifelong t wolf fan. And I have suffered. I've suffered year in and year out. Occasionally, Kevin, Kevin Garnett would make things interesting for me. And occasionally, during the first half a season of Jimmy Butler with the Minnesota Timberwolves, I was happy again. There's two periods in my historic Minnesota Timberwolf career as a fan, I've been happy. And the rest of the time, it's been miserable. (laughs) Absolutely miserable. Sort of like a Cubs fan. Yeah, before they won the World Series, finally. Or a Red Sox fan um, between the time of the Babe Ruth trade and then the four championships that they've won in the last 12 years. That's how dedicated I have been to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I've been there, I suffer through the bad years, and I remain a fan. Now, I have suffered through Andrew Wiggins, and I have to say, the last three years of Andrew Wiggins as a Minnesota Timberwolf were entirely questionable years. He, in 2016-17, scored... 23.6 23.6 points a game. And then in uh, in in 2017-18, he dropped off dramatically down to 17.7 points a game. Currently, this year, on a horrific basketball team, a team that has lost, I don't even know anymore. God, I don't even know. God, I don't even know. How many games in a row have the T-Wolves lost at this point? It's a lot. (laughs) So on a really, really bad basketball team, I mean a bad basketball team, not Cleveland Cavalier bad, um, and certainly not Golden State Warrior bad this year, but on a team that has lost 13 games in a row, you can just see it on the face of poor Carl Anthony Towns. He now walks around looking disgusted. (laughs) Uh, During the games, watching Carl Anthony Towns play with the other players on that team, and in particular Wiggins, you can just see the pain in poor Big Cat's face. He is suffering, and the Timberwolves finally did something about it. Um, now, they, they made a huge, they've made a bunch of trades. The roster is almost completely, down. I think there's like five remaining players who started on the T-Wolves team at the beginning of the year that are still on the team this year uh, or still on the team right now. So Andrew Wiggins has gone as far as to infect. And this is the virus that is Andrew Wiggins. And he's, he's not a bad guy. But it's just how he plays. It's the lack of um, heart that you see from Andrew in day that you know every game, in and out of the games. You just want to see this guy with all of this talent suddenly wake up and realize that he could be one of the best players in the National Basketball Association. I mean, if. Ever somebody needed to sip from the cup of Mamba mentality, it is Andrew Wiggins. I am just saying that guy has to find some heart and he has none. Now, I said earlier in the year that Andrew would need to need to average between 22 and 25 points a game a year in order for me to consider it a successful Andrew Wiggins year. And he's certainly on pace to do that. But the difference is they've lost 13 games in a row. So I don't care if Andrew Wiggins scores 32 points a game. If you're going to lose every game, it does not matter. And the reason Andrew Wiggins needed to go is precisely that. The T-Wolves should have realized this three years ago, but they finally realized it and finally made the move to rid themselves of this lack of heart that Andrew Wiggins displays on a night-in and night-out basis. (laughs) Now, I have to... I haven't totally gotten away from Andrew (laughs) Wiggins just yet. I have to sit here in the Silicon Valley now and listen to the local sports guys try to convince themselves that this was a good deal for the Golden State Warriors. And maybe it was, and I'll tell you why in a second. But beyond it being a good deal for the Golden State Warriors, the local sports guys are trying to convince themselves that Andrew Wiggins is going to make a difference. Hey, I'm going to tell you this right now. Andrew Wiggins will not make a difference at all for the Golden State Warriors. They're going to have a 30-game tryout with Andrew Wiggins right now. And I guarantee by the time the offseason starts, Bob Myers is going to be looking to move Andrew Wiggins to the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) That That is my prediction. Look, if everybody was healthy on this Golden State Warrior team right now, in other words, Draymond's there, you've got Clay you've got Steph, you've got some other interesting pieces on the team, and you had Andrew Wiggins, you could expect between 10 and 15 points a night out of him, which is not enough to justify the size of that contract. That's on the court with Andrew Wiggins. Off the court with Andrew Wiggins, the lack of heart that he has displayed on the court, and to be honest, off the court, uh, says a lot. And I'm not really sure that they can turn things around. Now, I know Bob Myers and the um, and Steve Kerr really feel like they can turn um, Andrew Wiggins into something special. Now they're going to have a chance. And like I mentioned, expect <laughs> them to be looking to trade out of Andrew Wiggins. So now, how could it be a good deal for the Golden State Warriors? Well, first of all, this was a... <clears throat> This was a, uh, a player that they should have never gotten in the first place. In other words, the fact that they were even able to work out a sign and trade deal with Kevin Durant and D'Angelo Russell is the brilliant part of this whole thing. So they dumped D'Angelo Russell with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm sort of curious to see what happens like with there, but that's a different story for a different day we'll have to we'll have to see if that experiment works out but so they so they dump him back to the back to the T-Wolves but what do the T-Wolves do do they just do a straight up trade no no not my Minnesota Timberwolves no it would make too much sense for them to do something that simplistic no no straight up trade that was done there instead Of that, the T-Wolves were forced to take single-handedly the worst basketball player I've seen play in the National Basketball Association, honestly, in the last 10 years. And it was a Bob Myers draft pick, Jacob Evans. Jacob Evans, senior, junior, the fifth, I forget what number he is, By far, deer in the headlights, somebody that doesn't belong in the National Basketball Association is Jacob Evans. They also got um, Omari Spellman, Ah, and I'll leave it at that. But what did the Warriors also get? And this is the brilliance of the Golden State Warrior organization. Look, they know they're having a down year, and they're comfortable with that at this point. They know they're not going anywhere this year. So what did they do? (laughs) <laughs> they got the 2021 first round draft pick from the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> uh, 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 it's just, it, now it is protected. So if it is a top three pick, it goes back to Minnesota. And then they get the, then it becomes an unprotected pick in 2022. It's like a game of Monopoly. All sorts of rules that you got to abide by. So that is where we're at. So when those lottery balls are bouncing, I'm going to be rooting for a top three pick for the T-Wolves and watch it be the fourth pick. I mean, an absolutely horrific move by the Timberwolves to have to give up a first round pick on top of Andrew Wiggins. And that is how far Andrew Wiggins had fallen. They could have gotten so much more for him three years ago, and the T-Wolves would have been better off, and Wiggins might have been better off, and that is the story of the day in the National Basketball Association. (laughs) Okay, Um, 13 losses in a row, and seriously, when you have a chance, do check out the big cat. And just look at I'm sure it's on YouTube. You can he he just looks absolutely he looks constipated. <laughs> Maybe he needs some oat milk. Um by the way, what the hell is oat milk? I saw that uh earlier in the day at a Jamba juice, and I was like, uh, uh recreating of milk has happened again. Anyways, um, and this time it's got oat in it. Um, anyways, um so it's just going to be a, a fun thing to watch over the next uh, next couple months. All right, so moving on to the Super Bowl. Now, um, <clears throat> I had made a, a, a prediction. Basically, I said that I thought the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl by between 14 and 24 points. I called it a blowout. Um, and so I was... Wrong, but not that wrong, um, and that's compliments of Kyle Shanahan. I have never, in the history of watching the National Football League, watched a head coach implode the way Kyle Shanahan imploded. Uh, it was it was ridiculous on so many levels, and we're gonna start by John Lynch calling a timeout <laughs> at the end of the second quarter. Um, and Kyle Shanahan not calling a timeout and basically putting his head down, basically saying, my quarterback cannot run a two-minute offense to get me at the very least a field goal to end the half. That is what Kyle Shanahan did. And it was ridiculous. You are Kyle In the Super Bowl, every single second is precious and you blew it there. But that's not where Kyle really blew it. That is, if you will, a micro blow. (laughs) But the macro blow happened, as we all know, that he stopped running the ball in the fourth quarter. Now, I understand and I know football extraordinarily well. I understand. I saw what Kansas City was doing on defense and they were they were bringing up their linebackers um, and they were adding more players to the defensive line. And they were doing this to try to clog up holes and try to slow the run down. And they were doing it for a wide variety of reasons, which makes sense. Um, that being said, the 49ers were still having success with it it's not like what Kansas City was doing on defense was working. The only time Kansas City actually did well on defense is when Jimmy Garoppolo dropped back to pass. And you can't call him Jimmy GQ anymore, San Francisco. (laughs) You really can't. If you watched that game on Sunday, you cannot. You cannot call him Jimmy GQ anymore because he does not deserve it. Do you know that Jimmy Garoppolo had like a a 3% quarterback <laughs> ranking in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl? 3%. That's 3% more than me and I was sitting on my couch. Garoppolo was not ready for the big game and I I'm telling you this right now I'm not sure that the combination of Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan can really win a Super Bowl, unless Kyle Shanahan uh, would find a way to get out of his own way. He's one of those tinkers. He's like an overanalyzer of what he's doing. He was like Tiger Woods at his prime and Tiger deciding to reinvent his swing completely. Oh, I gotta go reinvent it completely. Tiger, you just won like four. You just you just did a Tiger Slam. Why, why do you got to make any real changes, Tiger? What are you doing? Um, so Kyle, Kyle, on the other hand, tinkers. And he tinkered too much in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. And there should be no tinkering in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, Kyle. You should have stuck with the run. And your team would have most likely won the Super Bowl. Instead, you've got Garoppolo dropping back to pass. And missing everybody except the Kansas City Chiefs defense. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so that's how I feel about the uh uh San Francisco 49ers and the Super Bowl and Kyle Shanahan. One other note from the <clears throat> from the Super Bowl that I think's you know certainly worth mentioning, and that is the dominant performance of Nick Bosa. Um If ever there was somebody that you should feel bad about, uh, or bad for, I should say, for losing a game, it's Nick Bosa. I mean, that guy was all over the field. Uh, He also recorded yet another sack and had the most sacks ever in a playoff run of a rookie in the history of the National Football League. Um, That's how great uh, Nick Bosa played. I felt so bad for him because not only did the defense play really well, they were on the field forever. And that's another reason you need to run the ball, Kyle. Run the ball, Kyle. (laughs) It's like laces out, Dan. It's just, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. And don't tell my wife, but I watched that fourth quarter five more times in the last four days. And I'm still absolutely baffled what Kyle thought he was seeing. <laughs> it is just so ridiculous. All right, um, so that's gonna do it for the inaugural, uh, the very first Mighty Rip pod. Um, there, there is gonna be a uh, 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 a website uh, that uh, that supports all of this, which is gonna be at Mighty dot rip. Um so you can have instead of the com, we got the dot rip, which we thought was pretty catchy and pretty funny. Um so thanks so much for tuning in to the inaugural uh podcast of the Mighty Rip Pod. Please uh uh spread the word if you can for the Mighty Rip. <laughs> I'm Dave DeVaugh reminding you that that <laughs> Let's try that again. For the Mighty Rip Pod, I'm Dave Deball reminding you that sometimes players, coaches, and front office folks made bad, horrific decisions. And thank God, Andrew Wiggins is no longer a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves.